Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. It's not how you start, but how you finish. We are your co-hosts, Solomon and Jamila Jefferson. We want you all to know, no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we've made, we will not allow our past to determine our future. We're here today with Brother John and Sister Janice Robinson to discuss relationships that did not work. Brother John, can you briefly share a little about yourself personally and professionally? I'm basically, um, I guess, a, a good old-fashioned geek. You know, I'm an IT guy. I've been uh, in the technology realm pretty much for all of my life. I went to a high school that specialized in that. Uh, I did it in the arm, uh, in the Air Force. When I went to college, I was a science major. I came out, and uh, I was able to major and do what, what works for me. I'm a fairly outgoing person. Um, I don't keep a large circle of friends but I do make myself open to acquaintances. You know, I just enjoy life as much as I can. So Sister Janice, if you wouldn't mind, if you feel comfortable with sharing something personally and professionally about yourself. I grew up a church girl. My dad was a um, deacon in the Baptist church. So I grew up with a very tight and strict upbringing. I was born in Jersey City, which is a predominantly Black area. Moved to Belleville when I was in middle school. So I had a very um, diverse upbringing, ended up going to Rutgers, Newark with, again, a very diverse upbringing, got into a career of insurance claims. Again, very diverse, you know, not not a lot of us. So I've done that for over the last 30 years. I am a rather outgoing, friendly person, and I do have a rather large circle of friends. I'm also a mom and a grandmom. I have four children. And, you know, that has been a large part of my life. And I raised them as a single mom from 2007 until now. My youngest is 17. My um, husband passed away in 2007, my first husband. So that's just a bit about me. Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yes, Brother John, can you please share your experiences regarding a relationship that did not work? Back in 1996, uh, I had met a young lady. I think we dated for about maybe eight or nine months. And uh, we decided that we were uh, compatible enough to plan a wedding in 1997. But as time moved on, I began to hear things and see things that got me a little concerned. And probably one of the most significant ones was uh, her relationship with my daughters Um, at the time. Uh, my daughters were still young. I think they were like 13 and, and 10. And I saw that she wasn't very warm with them. She wasn't very, you know, just she didn't make them feel comfortable. And at first I didn't see it. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be uh, very transparent. I moved in with her into her house. And that's when I noticed things even more where she actually began to complain about their presence with me. And one of the things I had stressed, I mean, early in the relationship was that my relationship with my daughters is very important. And I didn't want anybody to think that they could do something to um, harm that relationship. But I soon found that that was becoming uh, a major factor in our relationship. And on top of that, which was probably becoming just as significant was uh, her view of her home. In her view, that home was going to be hers and always hers, and she couldn't see anyone sharing in that. 
And there were other comments uh, to to that effect where she just kind of felt that, you know, she was the boss. This was going to be her show. And I'm not that guy. <laughs> and uh, things came to a head one evening where she like really showed what a volcanic anger she had. And I mean, she exploded. And I was like, wow, uh, I had never seen anything like that. And I had to really consider what the future would be with that type of character, with all the factors. And I finally had to say, let's stop right now. Uh, This is not a good time for us to get married. That led to some other issues, um, which really became problematic for me uh, as I moved on. Uh, There was a friend of mine in the church, uh, a young man. uh, He and I had become quite close uh, in terms of a friendship. Um, He actually was a mobile DJ, and I was actually out working with him. And uh, I had come to trust him and his wisdom because he was a man of God, and he was actually someone who was teaching adult classes. And so I felt comfortable sharing with him. But unfortunately, um, you know, we all have our demons, and uh, he had a flesh demon in him, which I did not see until it finally hit me, and he wanted to pursue amorous relations with the same young lady who I was, in fact, engaged with. Um, I didn't see it coming. When I realized it, when I found out, it hit me hard because Essentially, even though I wanted the young lady and I to move forward, but just get counseling, he put such a wedge into the relationship because he was going back and telling her the things that I was telling him that was troubling to me. And essentially, later on, I found out that he was telling her that she should terminate the relationship with me completely, you know, sever all ties. When all of this hit, I went into a depression, the likes of which I had never experienced before in my life. Uh, I mean, I was in a bad place, a real dark valley. Thank you for sharing your story. Sister Janice, would you like to share if there were any relationships that didn't work for you? My first husband passed away in 2007, and I dated some people in the interim before I met John. There was a man that I met online probably two years before I met John. He was a nice man, but he was not at all ambitious and he didn't have a lot of the basics that he needed. And he was hoping to get involved with me and move into my home and, you know, have a relationship with me. But it wasn't what I needed. After eight months, he proposed to me. I was still dating him because he was a nice guy. He treated me well, he treated my children well. But when the reality hit me that, you know, I needed a man who not only loved me, but loved God and had some ambition, I had to um, cut that relationship off. You know, there were a lot of different relationships that didn't work because I kept pretty much dating the same type of person, but just with different faces because of the fact that not loving who I was and not understanding what healthy was. So in the course of continuing to date in different relationships that didn't work, I started to say, Lord, like, I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of this not working. I was trying to fill a void and I was trying to do things in my own strength. But really, I was 
idolizing or chasing after what I thought I needed to accomplish per my to-do list versus actually like surrendering and doing it God's way. You know, I was doing it and seeking after my own flesh and my own will. Did you want to share, Solomon? I can speak on one specifically. Uh, it lasted about four years. When we met, we were both addicted to drugs. So that was a commonality that drove us together, unfortunately. But anyhow, three years after the relationship, she got clean and started looking differently for the better. And during that time, I was still being who I was. And after about two years of that, I was incarcerated. And she would come to visit me twice a week. And the relationship continued. But then I met this man named Jesus Christ. The Lord changed me. And what I realized at that point, after about a four or five month point, that me and her couldn't make it because she wasn't trying to change and, and she was an atheist. So right then, God let me know that I could not really fully grow in him and continue this relationship with her. So I said, and I'm speaking straight from the heart. I said, well, God, if this woman is not good for me, then what you need to do is remove her. And within three days, this woman was on a plane to Seattle, Washington, and I have never seen her since. So that was confirmation for me that God did not want anything in the way from keeping me from getting closer to him. Now, Brother John, let me ask you this. What did you learn from your experience? You know, it's interesting that you should ask because after that relationship was over, this is about 1996, uh, 97, I pretty much stayed single because uh, I didn't want to risk being with someone who really wasn't what I would call into me. But strangely enough, you know, again, I'm going to be transparent. Uh, in 2006, I did get married again. And really, uh, I think it was just too much flesh. It was really too much flesh because I didn't give us enough time for me to look at her her spirit. I mean, where her real spirit was. Now, in both instances, these were women who called themselves Christians. But in each instance, there was more flesh than I realized initially. And in my second marriage, I really did not realize just how selfish this young lady was until we got into the marriage. And uh, she really just was not someone who was in it for us. Uh, she was in it for herself. And so after that, what I wanted was someone with a genuine Christ-like spirit. I mean, someone who genuinely walked the way Christ walked, talked the way Christ talked, and had the kind of heart that Christ had. And it was also a matter of really taking my time. I think in both instances, I really didn't put enough time into the relationship to discover who I was really with. And so when I met Janice, this was in 2013, and um, we took our time. It was uh, two years that we dated, two years where we- Three years. Three years. Well, <laughs> until we got married. Yeah. It was two years, three years after we met that we got married. But in the two-year interim, you know, we found that, that we, we were good for each other. 
and that we both had a solid foundation in Christ. Because that was important to me. You know, it wasn't just a matter of saying I'm a Christian. It's really living that Christian life. And one of the things I found that there were too many uh, young ladies out there who call themselves Christians, but boy, they they were lacking. And that's something I really became quite aware of is like, what is your foundation in Christ? Are you serving? Are you really giving of yourself to Christ? And so I really learned to have a whole new criteria in terms of who I was looking for. But I mean, you know, she still had to be cute. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, above everything else, that foundation in Christ had to be there. So God gives us our heart desires and I'm glad it worked out and you learned from that. For me, I learned about me because I kept putting the blame and projecting the blame on them. So I had to do some internalized work to heal and get the help that I needed because the common denominator was pretty much me, right? So at the end of the day, I started stepping back and working on me and healing me. And I said, Lord, if you ever want me to get remarried again, he has to love you more than anything. He has to love my children and be about your business. And the scripture that comes to mind is Matthew 6, 33 from the New Living Translation. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And so basically, again, you know, if you align yourself with God's agenda, God's going to take full responsibility of making sure he meets your needs. And even when you had mentioned Q, God knew that the wife that you have now She is what your heart desired at the end of the day. You know, I want to let people know that even in the relationships that we had that did not work, they weren't for us. They might be for somebody else, but for what God will and purposes for our life, that they weren't for us. And my prayer is that I continue to wish them well. And I thank God for going through that because I wouldn't be where I am to this day. You know, I've been very transparent about what I've learned, what I've done. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for God for bringing Janice into my life. You know, we've had, I mean, obviously we, we, we have our differences, but we don't stay separated. If there's one thing about she and I, we, we don't stay separated. We may have our differences, but we don't, you know, let it become something that festers. Uh, We resolve it. And if we have to agree to disagree, we do that too. I just want to say that I'm grateful to God that he knew what I needed more than I did and that he gave me a man who, with him, you know, it really is a three-chord strand. Christ really is in the middle and he'd really have to be. I mean, my situation wasn't easy. I, Like I said, I had four children at the time. Three were home. The older three are boys. And you know how it is with older young men and a man coming into the household. And so it's, it's been a struggle but the two of us are strong with Christ, you know, against those odds. I just wanted to say to Brother John, I can identify with your story because after this breakup with with me and uh, the female I was talking about, I also went single for a long period of time. As a matter of fact, from 1999 till I met my wife, I think it was 2009, I went single celibate. I didn't. All I did was got closer to God. But the, the rim that God took me through was he allowed me to get better educated. I went and got my bachelor's degree. I, I, I was doing ministry. And I, I mean, I was, had a strong zeal to get what God had for me, not knowing that God was leading me towards, at that time, to be a pastor. So what God was doing was he was creating me to be what God wanted me to be. And the scripture that comes to my mind is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to rightfully build you up 
and not anything evil, to give you hope and a future. So what that means to me is God already knew what I needed in order to be successful. Amen. So now we're going to get into some, if you all wouldn't mind sharing some practical tools for those impacted by relationships that didn't work. One of the things I would strongly recommend is that you reconcile your past what relationships you had with your parents, what relationship you had with your siblings, um, anything that's not been resolved, look into that, take care of that, because a lot of us bring that baggage into our relationships and it skews what we look at when we look in the mirror. And it also skews what we look for in a partner. Be at peace and comfort with yourself, but more than anything else, be grounded in Christ, in the spirit and not in the flesh. The flesh will jack your head up <laughs> and you'll you'll pick the wrong person for the wrong reason. So and and this is what I've learned, you know, quite honestly. I think just very simply know what it is that you want. Really sit down and take inventory of your life and um what it is that is a um deal breaker for you. And then don't give on those areas. If you truly want a godly man. Pray about it and wait for it. Don't find someone who says that he believes in God and try to make him into a godly man. The relationship I shared about before, like I said, I was a church girl. I grew up in the church my whole life, and I would not date a man who did not love God. But he told me he did, but he didn't have a church. But he said it was just a matter of him not having one. When I realized that if I didn't go to church or, you know, mention God or the word that he didn't either. I realized that this was not his heart. It was just his desire to get me. And and that's wisdom. Another scripture that comes to mind is James 4, 4 from the New Living Translation. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. And just speaking and reflecting, like I was trying to do everything in my flesh. Like this is what I want. This is what I need. Versus again, seeking God will. So basically, if we are, are trying to pursue the desires of the world, even though we're Christian, you make yourself an enemy of God. And like you all were saying, like you have to know what it is that God is having you to seek and do. When you, you're you like lining your will up with the will of God, then God is so faithful to honor our heart's desires. Yeah. And Brother John, I agree with you again, too, because I've had, had some, some relationships that were really jacked up and, and I had to go back and make amends. And one of those main relationships was with my adult children. I had a son and a daughter when I met my wife and uh, it, it wasn't really on bad terms, but I didn't really raise them. I was in and out of their lives because of my addiction. So what I had to do was I had to go to them. I think I remember taking them out to lunch, both of them together and explaining to them and got real deep on how sorry I was for not being there when they really needed me. So I had to make amends. And today, both of those relationships is a whole lot better than they're worth. And to add to that, I also like had to draw within myself and get help that I needed, not only from the word of God, church family, and listening to sermons that bless me and things of that nature. But I had to do some other work. And it's okay if you have to see a therapist to 
understand and get another perspective because God used that as well. So you could stop from being unstuck because I kept being stuck. So yes, you had to go deeper regarding certain areas that need healing and that needs to have work done because you'll continue to keep doing the same thing, which I kept doing. But to God be the glory, I thank God for, you know, the support and certain things of that nature. And there's one more scripture that I want to highlight. It comes from Proverbs, the third chapter, verses five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. But in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And just to add another scripture and some positive affirmations before we wrap up from Psalms 37 verses four through five from the New Living Translation. Take the light in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Again, you know, once we put God as the center, as you all, and we've been mentioning, God is so faithful. When you're about God's kingdom agenda, God is going to make sure he gives you what it is that you need. And some positive affirmations that I came across in preparation for this discussion we're having. One was from Renewed Spirit off of Instagram, stated that you won't have to chase what God sent. And that's how you'll know. Some other affirmations after a breakup stated by Whitney Goodman. She's a psychotherapist, which is taken from her book, Breakup Workbook. I know my worth. I don't need to be loved by everyone to love myself. I don't need a relationship to be whole. Every relationship teaches me something good, bad, or neutral. It's okay if I can't see, understand, or integrate the lesson right now. I will love again. I deserve healthy relationships. Quickly, uh, something that Jamila touched on, and that was, she said she had to go get therapy. And I think especially for us Black men, we should not be adverse to going out and getting therapy. I had to go get therapy at the end of my first marriage because of some demons I was carrying. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have to go to someone, especially someone godly, to recognize that it may not be you per se, you know, it's generational curses and all sorts of other demonic forces that are working against us. So brothers, don't be afraid to go out and seek therapy. Brother John and Sister Janice, we want to thank y'all for your time today. And we just want to encourage y'all to keep doing what you're doing and continue to do as we try to do it for the best of our ability. Keep God in the center of your marriage. God bless you. We thank you very much. cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we have made, it does not define who we are or where we are going. It is just a part of our story and the journey that God has us on to not only learn from these different experiences, but to sometimes be able to help support, encourage, and inspire others who may be going through similar situations. My husband and I have learned this to be true because of our different life experiences, which have led us in wanting to continue to share our stories along with others to know it is not how you start, but how you finish.